Welcome to another edition of the Educational AD. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to take a moment to say thank you to all of them. First, to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Herc Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Science, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD. Our guest today is Allison Fondale. Allison is a certified master athletic administrator, and she's the director of athletics at St. Mary's High School in the great state of Maryland. Allison, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Jake, thank you for having me. It's really my pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm excited to, to um, just be a part of this podcast. So thank you for having me. Oh, well, definitely our pleasure. Uh, well, as you know, the life of an athletic director is very busy. So uh, let's go ahead and get started. We always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to school and college, and, and maybe how your involvement and love of sports uh, led to that very first teaching and coaching job. Sure. So I grew up in Maryland, in Fulton, Maryland, which is in between Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. I was a three-sport athlete in high school at Appleton High School. I played soccer, basketball, and lacrosse in the spring. When I was in high school, I aspired to be a college athlete. wasn't sure which sport. I enjoyed them all and uh, really thought basketball was going to be my path. It really kind of uh, became... Uh, just into lacrosse, probably my sophomore and junior year, and really went and decided to go down that path. So I played lacrosse at Loyola College. It's now Loyola University, Maryland, in Baltimore. I played there for four years and part of a very successful and competitive program. We played in the national championship game my senior year, had a really great experience. Got my master's degree at Loyola in five years, and I was able to coach with the team during that fifth year. And then I really went down the path of coaching women's college cross. So I went to Duke University for six years, uh, came back to Maryland, coached at the University of Maryland. I was an assistant coach and associate head coach in both of those positions. And then I had my first head coaching opportunity. I went to Ohio University. I was there for two years. The program, unfortunately, was, was dropped by the university at that time, among several other sports. And so I wanted to stay in college coaching. So I uh, had an opportunity at the United States Naval Academy, and I was there for seven years. And uh, the same coach that I had worked with at Maryland, I had gone to Navy. That was Cindy Timshaw. So I was able to coach with her for eight years. And uh, 
after the seventh year, I was I became really interested in administration and was looking at um, different opportunities. And St. Mary's, just so people are familiar, is literally within walking distance from the Naval Academy, so right in downtown Annapolis. So I saw the, the position, applied for the position, and I'm now going into my seventh year at St. Mary's. What, um, what were some of the key uh, leaders or mentors that you've had uh, either as a, a high school or college athlete or even in your career that uh, in your job at St. Mary's, you can still hear their voice, their uh, encouragement in the things that you do? Absolutely. Uh, the first I would say was in high school when I had mentioned I thought I was going to be a basketball player and then went and, and went and decided to play lacrosse. And that was I had a coach who was the same gentleman who introduced me to the sport. And then a couple years in really said, Allison, this is this could be um, a great opportunity for you to, to play college lacrosse. And I think you have the ability and the drive to do so. So really changed that path for me. And he met with myself and my parents and had a very honest conversation. And I've learned so much from that, but the honesty and trust that you have in, in coaches and they, they guide you down a certain path. And I really never looked back. So um, that was Coach Pizzotto. I still in touch with him today. But he really had an influence on so many of us in guiding us in, in college and beyond. So um, he's certainly someone who on the path of lacrosse, I'd be forever grateful. I have to say I've had a lot of mentors in my life, and I'm very um, fortunate and have had great opportunities. And I mentioned some of the universities that I worked at. I mean, Duke was uh, a great a great place to work where they were, it's, um, the student athletes aspire um, for excellence in the classroom and uh, on the lacrosse field, and there was a uh, head coach, Kirsten Kimball, who's been over, who's run the program. She's been at Duke for, for over 20 years now. She certainly got me started in my first, I would say, real job, and she has a tremendous work ethic, but also really cared about the student athletes beyond uh, just lacrosse players. So I learned, I learned a lot from her. I, I like to say, too, being at the Naval Academy for seven years, there's a tremendous leadership institution from the athletic director at Gladchuck to Cindy Timshaw, who was a real role model um, for all of the midshipmen. So I've been able to, to really have great mentors in my life. And even now today, um, our principal, Mindy Imes, uh, she started at St. Mary's the same time that I did. So she's going into her seventh year as well. And Mindy has, is really a great leader. And I've learned a lot from her, um, her position and how she supports athletics. You know, your, your college background, um, you know, has certainly added to your, um, your resume, your toolbox, if you will. Um, coming into St. Mary's, uh, what were some things that you um, were, uh, let's say, initially looking at and say, well, you know, hey, we can do a better job at that. And then now seven years into the job, you know, what are some things that you're particularly proud of that you've brought to St. Mary's? I would say our coaching staff, when I got to St. Mary's seven years ago, there was a lot of turnover, particularly in our varsity head coaches. So a goal of mine was to, to get the right people in the right positions and then 
to have them stay at St. Mary's and, and find people that love St. Mary's and want to be there and want to be there for a long time. And we have tremendous head coaches. I'm extremely proud of them and all that we've accomplished. So we, we've had a couple coaches who have been there, our swimming coach and we had a former wrestling coach who had been there with the school for um, over 15 years. But then really now we've built up where we've got um, coaches in various positions that have been there five, six, seven years now. So, so I'm proud of, of the development of our coaches and, and their commitment to St. Mary's. Uh, I'm especially proud of that. Yeah, we're always looking to find the, get the right people on the bus uh, to, to right. lead our teams. You know, you're a certified master athletic administrator. I had the privilege of, uh, you know, being there uh, with you as you were completing your project. Uh, take our listeners through that uh, process as it was for you from, you know, uh, passing your CAA exam and then uh, developing your project uh, that was ultimately uh, led to your certification? Absolutely. From the very beginning, I wanted to be more involved. I felt um, as a co former college lacrosse coach coming into high school administration that I was going to have a lot to learn. So from the very beginning, I knew I had to be involved in, in lots of different aspects, especially the state. So I'm now part of the MSADA, the Maryland State Athletic Directors Association. I represent the MIAA. Um, as their district rep, I've done that for over five years now. Just wanted to get involved, and I started taking as many courses as possible. So NIAAA is a great organization, and they offer so many different classes in all different areas, and I found them extremely valuable. One, the content of the classes, but then um, networking with athletic directors throughout the country who were giving me great ideas. So I've now taken over 20 classes, um, have completed as, as many certifications as possible, but again, just felt that it was learning. I, I really have high regard for professional development. So um, passed the CAA exam and then knew that the CA, CMAA was something that I wanted to do. Fortunately for us at St. Mary's, the administration has embraced a lot of initiatives that I have wanted to start. And one of them was uh, two years ago, we partnered with Play Like a Champion out of the University of Notre Dame, which is a, a great program um, for Catholic schools and about incorporating the Catholic mission into high school athletics. So part of that partnership is uh, they provide resources to athletic programs and schools. So we started two programs. One was a CHAMPS program that was dedicated to student athletes in service. And the other one was our sale program, student athletes in leadership. So we've now we're going into our third year with chance, but sale is we're entering our second year. So I was really um, really proud of how sale uh, developed this year and the things that we were able to do with it. And uh, Kristen Sheehan, who's the director of Play Like a Champion, we were supposed to speak at the NCEA conference this year about sale, so we could help other schools um, implement leadership. Uh, structured leadership for their student athletes. Unfortunately, that was canceled. So that really got the both of us thinking of really laying things out of how can we help other schools implement uh, student athletes in leadership. So we, um, after putting that together with Kristen, I also realized this would be a great opportunity for a CMAA project. So I started to, again, um, 
continue to just add to what exactly we did at St. Mary's for our, our student app, our sale program, as we call it. And we started the uh, last summer at this time where uh, student athletes were nominated by coaches. And these were um, team captains, but also those students in our school that demonstrated great leadership and promise on the field, a sophomore, junior that maybe wasn't named an athletic captain yet, but we really wanted to develop them. And, and what I mean by that is we felt like at St. Mary's that a, a captain, a team captain is named a captain. Maybe they have the C on their jersey or they're wearing the armband, but, but what are we doing to help them? We have, we have high expectations for our team captains, but what are we doing to guide them and to help them develop them into leaders? So, you know, Kristen was a huge um, asset regarding resources and then also the Naval Academy, as I said, there were great leaders and mentors there. So one of their sports psychologists who works with the midshipmen, she was also a consultant with our program. So we would have meetings and they've developed a team, a team captains program. It's um, a lot more intensive. Their team captains have a retreat. They go to Gettysburg for a weekend over the summer, but we took many of their concepts and some of them were uh, captains of the captains where we voted on who would be two senior boys and two senior girls that would be our captains of the captains of our sale program and they would be our leaders and they would initiate and run discussions and discussion groups in, in within the program so we had roughly 50 students that were a part of the program in our first year we had our four leaders we would put them in small groups uh, we had seven meetings throughout the year we put them in small groups during those meetings and we would talk about different um, things that were going on with our team. We have a teaching topic uh, every single um, time that we met. So I really felt that because we had a lot of success with the program in the first year, that this would be uh, something that I wanted to share with other ADs. And I thought this would be a great way for me to also achieve my CMAA um, certification. So, and as you know, Jake, after reading it, so that's a long-winded way to discuss our, our sale program. But thank you for asking. No, it was a, a great project, a great presentation, and uh, you know, I, I may have to uh, schedule a time where you can uh, record that and uh, so we can share it with our Florida ADs. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, COVID. Certainly had an impact, um, you know, across the country and still impacting our programs. Uh, what were some things that you did this spring when uh, COVID first hit with your kids and your coaches? And you know what's going on right now in the state of Maryland? Uh, certainly we've seen a variety of responses from state to state. Um, you know, some are delaying, some are full speed ahead. But uh, you know, what were some of the things you did this past spring? And what are, uh, what's the outlook in Maryland uh, for the fall? Okay, so in, in March, we it actually the day, the last day that we were in school in the state of Maryland was the last day of one of our sale meetings. So I had a meeting with the students, and we kind of talked about all of these what if scenarios, and then it came out that we wouldn't be returning to school. We, at least we thought it was going to be two weeks, and we obviously we didn't return uh, to school. So uh, we had one more sale meeting when it came out that sports were canceled. I met with the group, we talked about you know, the implications and what that meant. I, I thought that and this was all via Zoom. I thought it just was important to uh, talk with our leaders about how they were going to help 
each other and what were they going to do for their team? We gave them some ideas of how to continue to be a leader of the team, even though you're not, not with your team right now. What are things that you can do? So those are things we talked about. I had uh, coaching meetings for the first time. So we have had three so far of all the varsity head coaches. And this is something I'm going to continue to implement throughout the year when we return to school. I think it's important that we have these monthly meetings. I looked at it and said, wow, this is something I probably should have been doing and incorporating all along. We wanted to have monthly coaches meetings. At St. Mary's, the majority of our coaches do not work in the school. So it was really difficult to get everyone together. And I also am very cognizant of the amount of time that our head coaches are giving to our programs. So another meeting, I always felt we can, I can send an email, but we tried to limit as many uh, group meetings and thought that once a month was too much. These Zoom meetings that we've had with the entire group have been really great. We've had good discussions. So that's something that I've learned from COVID, wow, that I've taken from this. We can get everybody together and we don't have to drive to school. We can get together online and, and have a productive meeting. Now, the state of Maryland right now, so the St. Mary's is part of our co-ed school and our boys are part of our private school league and our girls are as well. So 18 schools are part of both leagues and they have different rules. Now, in the spring, both schools um, had a joint discussion to, to cancel the spring season. They are continuing to have a joint discussion. So we don't necessarily follow uh, MPSSA, which is our, our public school for the state of Maryland, but we work together to, to see what they are doing. So right now, we were supposed to start football on August 10th and then August 12th and 17th for some of our other sports. And then that the, the leagues came out and have delayed that start until September 1st. So that is where we are in the state of Maryland. Now there's different counties with our public schools and the majority of them have come out and said they are going to do distance learning. Some counties in the state of Maryland have already canceled fall and winter sports. We are not one of them. We are, we're still, again, we've delayed and um, are continuing to reevaluate. So our next meeting is August 12th and then we will evaluate where we are at that point. So not every, uh, not every county has decided what they are doing for sports in the state of Maryland. Uh, kind of a similar uh, look in Florida. Um, you know, up here in my area in the Panhandle, um, schools have been conditioning all summer for the most part. And I think the majority of them would say, hey, we're ready to go. Uh, down in the southern part of the state, uh, Miami-Dade and uh, Fort Lauderdale, Palm Beach County, um, most of those schools haven't even been back on campus uh, since spring. And so it's, um, you know, it's a lot of uncertainty. Our state association finally uh, weighed in and uh, we were scheduled to start fall practices uh, this past Monday, the 27th, but that's been pushed off uh, basically a month until August 24th. And so um, if you want to practice, uh, you can, if you, you know, choose not to, you don't, but uh, it's, it's still very much up in the air uh, in Florida. We have some schools who haven't in our league that have not started. We are doing com some conditioning in small groups and we've been, this is our third week uh, of offering that for our student athletes. Yeah, we're in phase two. Uh, I mean, protocols, uh, conditioning and pods and things like that. But uh, um, it's, it's funny to uh, sit in on some of the uh, statewide Zooms and listen to uh, what's happening in other parts of the state. You know, Florida's, uh, I'm just saying the obvious, Florida's a little bit bigger than Maryland. Yes. But uh, sounds like we have some of the similar, uh, some similar concerns. Uh, let's go and shift gears a little bit. Uh, 
what are some of the favorite parts of the job for you? What gets you excited each morning to uh, get up and go to work? And one of the reasons I wanted to get into administration was coaching our coaches and, and getting into high school athletics in particular, of getting to know the student athletes and um, really being able to guide them. And one of the things that I, I really enjoy is having meetings with our um, college advisor and we sit down with families and we say, what are your goals? What do you want to do? And, and really guiding them throughout that college process. So for me, that is one of my favorite things is getting to know the student athletes, knowing what their goals are, and then helping them, helping them get there, helping them achieve their goals. And they're different for everybody. We've got top athletes that play division one athletics and we've got two sport, two sport athletes playing division three athletics, whatever their goals are. We've got a hockey player who wanted to major in culinary arts. And we, so we have that for next year, which was a first for me. So we were a part of that process with her and finding the right fit for her. So that, that really is one of my favorite things. St. Mary's is also a small community and it is a great place. Um, it's very supportive. We have a very supportive administration, but and parents and families are, well, are, are always looking out to help each other and, and support each other. So I've been really uh, just excited to be a part of that community for the past six years. Mm -hmm. well, definitely uh, exciting to work with those kids. Um, this past spring, in addition to COVID, we also saw an increased um, awareness with regards to uh, social issues. Um, from your perspective uh, there in the Annapolis area, um, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors uh, to do a better job you know, with our kids, with our coaches uh, in this um, regarding social issues? Right. First and foremost, I would I'd say increase communication uh, about what is about our country and, and normally, you know, anything. I think it's coaches should be talking about what is going on and, and being teachers um, to our student athletes. But, but I do feel an increase in, in communication. We've implemented some things at our high school so we can improve in this area. Uh, I've already I've had a really productive conversation with Navy, not in our conference. And uh, about some things that we want to implement when our schools play each other to bring our teams and our schools together. So I, I really believe that talking to our student athletes and continuing to educate them, not acting like it's not your area as a coach, keeping it strictly as athletics, uh, but, but opening up and having those discussions is, is the first is the first step uh, to helping our coaches and to helping our athletic directors. I appreciate you sharing that. Well, gosh, Allison, we've kind of uh, gotten to the end, but uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the athletic director's toolbox. You know, you're certainly a, a seasoned athletic director now, and your task is to send out a brand new AD on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Allison Fondale's athletic director toolbox? Okay, so I would say the first one would be a calendar, a Google calendar, so you can prioritize. I felt in my first year that I wanted to do everything. I still feel like I want to do everything. It's a little bit harder. Uh, it was harder my first year than it is now. You really have to prioritize and what do you need to get done that day. And as you know, there are so many different areas, which is one of the reasons I, I love this position is that I'm involved in so many different aspects of athletic administration. 
you have to really prioritize prioritize on a daily and a weekly and then a monthly basis. So the first thing I would recommend for any new athletic administrator is a Google Calendar, having it on your phone so you're getting those alerts and you're early for meetings and you can track everything. So I, I did implement the Google Calendar about several years ago and what a difference you know that has made for me. Um, the second thing I would, or advice that I would give was to um, be involved. So I guess that again is having your phone, but you wanna be reaching out to other athletic directors as resources. I met you because you spoke at the national conference and I was impressed with the videos in your presentation and I emailed you and you wrote me back and you shared, with, shared the information with me and then you read my CMAA. So it, it really, that all started with me, one, being involved and going to the, the national conference and then reaching out So and following up. I feel that um, reaching out to athletic directors that you may not know will be very valuable. There's so many resources out there. In the spring, we did a um, senior night and it was a parade that we did for our seniors. It was a wonderful event, but I got the idea from an athletic director in California. So it's, um, it's really reaching out and, and being involved as much as you can will help you throughout um, the process. And I guess lastly, as an athletic director, I think being a, being a listener, especially when you're starting off your career, is you don't want to change everything at a school and implement things that you have to really, um, you have to be a listener, listen to your student athletes, and you have to listen to your coaches and, and take their advice. So it's, uh, that's one of the reasons I think our sale program has been successful is we listen, we ask them to bring uh, challenges uh, forward to the athletic department so we can help them and increase that communication, but we're just listening to them. And, and I listen to the administration and I listen to our coaches and they say, you know, Allison, we don't, we don't love this logo that we're using. And can we think about this? And I'm saying, you know what? All right, let, what can we do better in that area? So I, I really, being a good listener um, from the very beginning, the onset that you start a position can, can really help you. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, fantastic advice. You know, the, the reaching out part, you know, we were talking about how coaches, coaches like to keep secrets. Athletic directors are the opposite. You know, we, we love to, you know, share ideas. And, you know, I think any, any good idea that I've ever had, it wasn't mine. I stole it from another AD or, you know, picked it okay. up at a clinic. Well, Allison, thank you so much for being with us today. It's been great, uh, you know, sharing this time with you. Thank you for having me, Jake. Oh, absolutely. We're going to be talking later about that program. Uh, to our listeners, thank you so much for uh, being a part of this. Uh, come back next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel, that's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-A-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.